Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, March 29, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have a lot of stuff on the docket once again. In fact, we have something a little bit special. I'm going to uncover something tonight, which is going to give you the final clue as to why I was looking for a market bounce down here, not a market collapse down here. We talked about it over and over again, but I only gave you 90% of the reason. I'm going to give you the final 10% tonight. It's going to be somewhat of an aha moment for many of you. We'll get to that later. Let's do the normal garden variety assessment of the daily chart, and we'll work forward and backward from there. We've got two lines on the screen. One is 458.07. We had that last night. We'll circle back to that one. The second one is 461.19. Very simply, that's the gap that exists here from the 14th of January. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Well, the gap is at the closing price. I get that. There's two important prices. One is the closing of what I call the white space. And then the second is the closing of the gap, which is the closing price, 464.72. It's not lost on me. It's not my first day. You'll see on this intraday chart, the high in the first 15-minute candle shows at 461.26. Now, I'm also aware that some platforms today showed a different price, 461.26. 75. You'll see this come up in the notes from inside the numbers, and I also have proof there was a trade at that price. One of you, one of the members, made a trade at that price. He had a trade to short the market pre-market and was filled at 461.75. Nice trade. But let's just go with my chart because I don't believe there are any accidents or coincidences. I called for 461.19 as an important spot slash magnetic slash overhead resistance. You'll see that later. And the high in the first candle, at least on my chart, was 461.26. Now, we're going to get more into this later, but let's brush into the 458.07. We're going to circle back to last night. We talked about a whole host of reasons why that price was important. So what does the market do today? it jumps over an important price. Now, we've seen that many times. Jumps below, jumps over, gap down, gap up, all that stuff. But it's still an important price. So what am I thinking at that point? Again, this will show up inside the numbers. Nice trade. What I'm thinking is they're going to come back to run a test of an important spot. Don't they do that all the time? Now, sure, they could have just continued higher, not come back today. Eventually, they would have come back. But from an intraday perspective, I'm looking at the tape saying they're either going to run away or they're coming back like they normally do. It's garden variety market behavior. I'll take the odds. Five-minute chart right of the vertical. You see the deal. They came right back to run a test, and we rounded for intraday slash inside the number purposes 458, they spike below it a little bit and they bounce away. They come back to run another test. It's a successful test. They bounce away. Where do they go to? Back to the same place from this morning, 461.19. Why? Because it's an important number. 
They have yet to close ahead or above that number all day long. So when they come back to run a test, it's an important spot. It's magnetic. It's going to draw price in the closer they get. There are other numbers in there. There were other important numbers. You'll see those later. But I just wanted to give you the broad brush of what actually happened today. It was actually very simple. Now, before we go over to inside the numbers and look at the details, see what worked today, I want to first go back to what I mentioned before. What was that last reason why I was looking for a market bounce here or in here, anywhere in this zone? I was not looking for a break of the lows. What was the last reason on the board that I did not give you then? It was what we call in technical terms, up my sleeve in my back pocket. It was the rabbit in the hat. How about this one? Go back to even a weekly chart. It's very simple to do, and we'll do a little bit of it here. Start looking for when the market did not make some kind of a low in March or at worst case February or April, plus or minus, but most of the time in March. Let's start with 2021. How about the low the week ending March 5. What'd they do? They took off. How about 2020? How about March 27? The week ending March 27, 2020. The pandemic low. Funny how that works. How about 2019? Here's a low, the week ending March 8th. They did go up from there. While they did come down again, it was still a low through May 3rd, the week ending May 3rd. That counts. About 2018, here's a February 9th week ending, and then here we have the 4-6 week ending April 6, 2018. Split the difference, what do you have? How about a March low? About 2017, you have a March high, but then you also have a March low, and the market went up from there. About 2016, here you have a January low, a retest in February, and the market went up from there, so it was a month early. But you get the point. I was looking for a low. They already reversed the tape. When you go down to the low February 24th, what was in my mind following that? A retest, a March low, plus or minus a little bit. We were in the zone. I talk infrequently about cycles. This is a sliver of how cycles work. There are other things. It's where I get a lot of the information, how we figure out where and when, more importantly, when, time is more important than price, when a turn should be coming. If the market is trending into a cycle, whether it's up or down, we're looking for a turn. How you doing? Apples, yeah, we love them apples. I had other stuff too. We talked about it then. We had the email indicator. The market's going to collapse because of the war on Russia. They didn't expect the return email or the post under the YouTube video that when war breaks out, the market usually rallies. Again, cycles. That's where these type of things come from. You have to know what you're looking for. Then I get emails and posts under the video as well on light volume. Does the light volume make you nervous? Were you aware the market went up on light volume from 2009 till now? If you were, you wouldn't have asked that question. You have to be aware of what the market's doing, not what somebody says. You ever hear the phrase, 
Watch what they do, not what they say. In particular, like politicians, for example. Watch what the market does, not what people say. Everything you need to know is found in history. It's on the charts. It's all there. And by the way, we were not looking for a short, right? We talked about the market should be in a pullback situation, pulled back, had the one-day wonder, discussed why we weren't looking for the short, and here we are. How many people do you think were in an STS formation with the market? What exactly is an STS formation? It's a short the shit out of the market formation. Tons of traders. This is a short squeeze. This is the rip your face off rally that we discuss. This is the conveyor belt of pies in the face. Where's the market going? A little bit higher. Where's it going exactly? I'm not telling you tonight. 464, 465. We'll just call it a zone. That's really the next stop on the train. I was just kidding when I said I'm not telling you. There. We'll leave that up there and we'll move on. What about inside the numbers? Well, from a big picture perspective, you got the point. I was looking for a retest of an important spot. So here we are. It's turnaround Tuesday. They didn't turn around, but it was still turnaround Tuesday. Zero dark 30, they're still pushing higher in floater formation toward a numbered destination. In last night's video, we discussed 458.07. They've already run a test in the pre-market. If above, the next order of business is the next big fat round number, 460. On the south side, if they get below, closing candles below 458, they'll go and fill the gap, which was a spike of 456. That's the layout for the day. It was pretty simple. We had a couple of just-in-casers on the board, just in case. Again, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double-check the work. So in the pre-market, they already reached 460. It's magnetic and was sponsored by the pre-market thieves who run price up, taking a potential trade away from traders looking for the run up to 460. Have no fear, they did it again and again. We're moving along. As they creep toward the opening bell, it became, for the time being, about 460. So if they're above, the next target is 461.20, give or take. You already saw that, the first candle of the day, the first 15-minute candle, the first 5-minute candle of the day was 461.26. And then, here's what we can count on, there will be a visit from Trick and Company to sponsor a pullback. To where? What am I thinking? Right. 458, it's right here. They're gapping over it. Coming back to run a test would be normal. If they run a test and stay above on candle closes, it's bullish. That was at 9.17 this morning. That was the entire layout. That was the only thing you needed all day long. Again, with the apples. And we're moving along. 461.75, put it on a sticky note. We already talked about that. So there's your 461.20. So here, as the morning ticks on, the opening bell has rung, the market begins to get going. We're aware of A, higher prices. We're also aware of Trick and Company. So what we're saying is getting below 459.70 on candle closes opens the door for the 458, or at least an attempt, meaning close to it. 9.42, let's say they paid a visit in the neighborhood of 4.58. They will have come back to check in at a former breakout area. We talk about this all the time. This is the third or fourth time I'm already seeing it this morning. 
It must tell you it's important. So therefore, I will be a buyer if visited in more of a hurry formation than a drip or a creep. Again, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. 953, 458.10 down to a spike of 458 is what I'm looking for. It's pennies and trader's choice based on where you are comfortable entering. It's a zone around 458. So I'm giving you everything. Closing candles below 458 is not good for the bull case back up north. Why? We already talked about it in the pre-market. Because it opens the door to go fill the gap. The gap was down with a spike of 456. They never did that. That's bullish behavior. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the charts to double check the work. 1017, here's an example. This is the visit from Trick and Company we were expecting. Funny how that works too. You got the schematic. You had everything you needed. You had the trade. The trade was in our pocket. There was no heat on the trade. They gave a lot of points and they held a trailer for as long as they wanted. Who are they? Traders that wanted to hold the trailer. The market was bullish above 458. It was bullish above 460. It was over and over and over again in the notes. Read the notes. This is your tour guide. This is your license to enter the market with some kind of confidence. Stocks on the move. We had a gap higher this morning, takes opportunity away. We only had three potentials on the board. Two of them hit their entry targets. One did not. We'll look at the two that did. X and BTU. We have something for everybody. Traders that want an S&P trade, we had that. Traders that want stocks on the move, we have that. U.S. Steel was getting a haircut at the opening bell. The number was 35.95. They went a little bit lower, not quite to the second entry target, bounced back, and then they fluttered, but they worked their way back into a profitable situation. Took all day, but they did it anyway. It counts. Nobody likes that, but the numbers work. Peabody BTU was a better deal. It was getting its haircut at the opening bell, 2211 posted on the board, bright and early, zero dark 30. What do they do? They come into it, spike it by a few pennies, go back in the other direction, provide a minimum required base hit, and then a trailer for however long a trader wanted to hold for however much they could get out of it. Think about this in number terms. So by 1045, they made a high of $23.40. We'll call it 5% for rounding purposes. More apples. What about Camp IWM? What have we been talking about? We've been talking about this. What have the traders in the Lazy Swing Trader product had? They had TNA. We're putting our money where our mouth is. That was up 7.5% today. How you doing? This is the risk-free portion. We've already have first half in our pocket. This is what's called the risk-free emotionless opportunity part. Looking for the March low, we picked the market that was the most beaten down, or at least one of the most beaten down. We were looking for a snapback. We got it. I still think this can get to 215, 216 before it really needs to pull back. It can pull back first, obviously, but here's the other thing. It's the end of March, which means it's the end of the first quarter. It's March 29th. You have another two days of March. Can they run this thing up for another two days into the end of the quarter? It's possible. Can't make a trade based on that, but it's information 
that is awareness type information. What about the folks down at the transportation department? They're doing the thing. They ate time off the clock. They're going up to fill the gap. They haven't got there yet. They don't have to stop at the gap, but they normally will find some form of, at least from an intraday perspective, overhead resistance. If all these markets begin to fail tomorrow, you wake up and they pulled the rug out, the first order of business is to fill the gap from yesterday in all these markets, and then when and if they do that, you make the intraday assessment of what's going on from there. Maybe it was a one-day wonder, maybe it's morphing into something more, but that's the other side. That's the umpire calling balls and strikes part, but we'll have a beat on that in the morning if and as need be. The Q people, the folks out in Silicon Valley, annexed in Austin, right up into the 100-period moving average, closed above it. They're not really at a number right now. I think they got a little more in the tank, 374, and it's a give or take. And by the way, if they're on a rip-roar and rally just by chance, 380 is magnetic. Put that on a sticky note and write just in case next to it. The XLF. So check this out. Today's candle looks different than all the rest. Why is that? Somewhat of a gap in crap. Well, let's look at why that is. What's the high of day? How about $40 and one penny? Where's this gap? How about $40 even? Any accidents or coincidences? No. They're above all the moving averages. That's bullish behavior. I still think they get higher. $40.65 is what we said yesterday. We treat each chart independent of one another. So when I look around the horn, I bring up this 240 chart for a reason because there is, in fact, a reversal candle. So we have to note it. They can certainly get above it. We've seen that many times, certainly in an uptrend. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until she throws your shit out the window. We know about that. So the trend is the dominant thing. The trend is up on the weekly chart. The trend is up on the daily chart. The trend is up on this 240 chart. So the reversal candle is something of an awareness at this point. Same thing on the 120-minute chart. They went up to fill the gap. They got rejected from the gap, created a couple of reversal candles, depending on what time frame you're looking at. But staying above all the moving averages still is the dominant thing, and that's what we're going to take our cues from for now. About Smash Mouth, headed toward the 100 period moving average. Next area of overhead resistance, 286.20. Not because of the 100 period moving average, but that's the second reason 286.20, give or take, is in fact magnetic and overhead resistance. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today, I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.